the fog continues to roll in. The dark of night deepens until all is black. Ahead, a rocky shoal beckons where certain tragedy awaits. Your ship plows forward, pushed by the storm. Just as your hope begins to subside, you see it. The light from the lighthouse that guides you to safety. Faithfully kept by the lightkeeper. Hi friends, welcome to Lessons from the Lightkeeper, a special series of the Ed Leader podcast. I'm your host, Rob Jackson, and want to thank you for spending time with me today. The feedback that we've received for this series has been absolutely outstanding. Certainly one of the characteristics of Ed Leaders that I most appreciate is the common desire to continue to grow our skill set recognizing the work we do is so very important in the lives of the students we serve and their families, certainly in the life of our community as well. And so as we continue through the Lessons from the Lightkeeper, based on the book Talent is Never Enough by John Maxwell, I do hope that it is resonating with you and giving you something to reflect on as you continue through this hard work. As you are, we are working our way through the pandemic. In our school system, we've passed the nine-week mark. We started the school year with our students on a hybrid model, with students attending school two days a week and then working remotely three days a week. Some parents opted for their children to be full-time remote learners. In that, to prepare for that, we worked very hard to understand the guidance that was being received from our State Department of Health and Human Services and our State Department of Public Instruction, in addition to the guidance from the Centers of Disease Control, the CDC. In working through all of that guidance, there were very clear procedures we had to implement. Things like wellness checks at the door, a daily temperature check before someone walks into the building, a series of three questions related to whether someone had been exposed to the virus or had any symptoms prior to being allowed into the school building. Inside the building and on campus, certainly maintaining the three W's that have been talked about quite extensively, the three W's being to wait six feet apart and maintain that social distance, to wear a mask at all times inside the building, and to wash our hands frequently. The three W's have been implemented in all of our schools. I've been so impressed as I've visited schools and seen that happening, to see that I can't walk into a building without my temperature being checked. I've laughed that some days I feel like my temperature's been checked about 10 times, and that's perfectly okay because I recognize that at every school door we have to consistently enact the procedures to maintain the health and well-being of our students and staff. Recently, our county health director complimented the school system in a newspaper article because the school system had done such a great job in being consistent around those procedures. As superintendent, as we move into the second nine weeks of the school year, In our system, we've been allowed by our governor for our elementary students to return to five days a week instruction. Our local board of education approved that plan, and so our youngest students have the opportunity to opt in to attending school five days a week, and approximately 85% of our elementary students have done that. And at least this first week of them being back in school, so far, knock on wood, has gone very well. My worry, though, is the pitfall of complacency. 
If we're not careful in anything we do, we can become complacent. We have to continue to be focused on those things that help us be successful. No matter how long we've been doing it, no matter how hard it is, if we stop doing those things that helped us become successful, we'll no longer be successful. And so that complacency certainly can be a worry. And that is a perfect segue into this week's lesson from the Lightkeeper. The lesson is perseverance sustains the light. You see on this series, this is actually the eighth episode. That's hard for me to believe. We've talked about as we've worked through the lessons from the Lightkeeper that belief lights the light. Passion energizes the light. Initiative activates the light. Focus directs the light. Preparation positions the light. Practice centers the light. And perseverance sustains the light. You see, it's not enough to simply turn on the light and do that for a very short period. If we really want to make a meaningful difference, a significant difference, we have to continue in the work. We have to persevere through the pandemic. We have to make sure the three W's are enacted with fidelity as much today as we did nine weeks ago and as we will be in another nine weeks. Perseverance sustains the light. In education, we tend to gravitate towards terms, and we use those terms until we tire of those terms, and then we move on to the next set of terms as we all continue to grow. One example is the terms rigor, relevance, and relationships. Those terms were prevalent everywhere in art literature, and then they seem to not be as prevalent. A recent term that is common to my awareness is the term grit. In the last two years, we've started to see more of this term grit. Grit referring to a student's ability or capacity to keep grinding away when they're actually not encountering immediate success. The author Travis Bradbury says that grit is that extra something that separates the most successful people from the rest. It's the passion perseverance, and stamina that we must channel in order to stick with our dreams until they become a reality. That grit we talk about with our students, well, we need that too. We need to persevere in our efforts if we truly want to be successful, particularly in long-term success. In my desk, there's a note, a note that has been there since I received it in 1995. A note that for 25 years has been in my desk, regardless of the position I held or where I was serving in the state. Now, for those who know me, you know I love a great quote. I share them frequently. And so you might think that this note that has been so impactful in my life, that it's been in my desk for 25 years, might contain some incredible words of wisdom or perhaps a quote that really resonated with me. But it's not that at all. You see, it's actually a torn piece of paper. On one side is a child's homework that was scribbled down. And on the back side, you can tell that a parent tore this homework to write a note in a hurry, probably sitting in the car rider line early one morning. The note says, Mr. Jackson, at that time I was teaching fourth grade. I was a newer teacher. Mr. Jackson, maybe the best thing for my daughter is to fail a grade. She doesn't seem to want to do any work, and I just don't know what to do with her. 
I thank you for trying to reach out to me, but I don't know that meeting or talking on the phone is going to do any good. Perhaps she needs to fail. And it's signed. That note, when I received it, I I sat back in my chair. I really didn't know what to say or what to think as I was holding this note from this parent that says, my daughter perhaps needs to fail the grade. I don't know what to do with her. Now, friends, if I had received this note at the end of the school year, I don't know that it would have hit me as much as it did when I received it. You see, I received this note not four weeks into a brand new school year. I had noticed in my classroom that this this student wasn't really attending to her work. I didn't feel like she was giving her best effort, that she was being, quite frankly, a, a little lazy, that she wasn't really trying. And so I had reached out to her mother and tried to call several times and sent letters home in the book bag trying to set up a meeting so we could work together to help her daughter be successful. And just four weeks into the school year, I received a note that perhaps her daughter needed to fail the grade again just four weeks into the school year because she just didn't know what she was going to do with her. Well, after sitting back for a few moments with the reality of life for some students hitting me smack in the face as a newer teacher, I decided that I wasn't ready to give up on this student. That instead, despite the clear and obvious reality that the parents weren't going to engage, at least at that time, in helping the student be successful, that I was not going to allow this student to fail. And so with this student, she arrived early because of her mother's work schedule. I met her in the lunchroom where all of the students gathered. And I sat in the lunchroom. I wasn't going to take her back to my room by myself, but I sat in the lunchroom in the corner with her, and we worked on her homework because She didn't do her homework at home. And we worked through what was coming up in class. And it seemed like as day after day went by of me showing up in the cafeteria to sit down with her to make sure her homework was done and that she was ready for the day before the day ever began, that we pushed through that initial resistance. And she began to appreciate in a big way the fact that someone cared enough to persevere in that relationship and push her. And what I saw over the course of the next four weeks past the receipt of that note was a change in her work habits. She would come into the cafeteria ready to sit down with me and with a big smile on her face because she had completed her homework. She would absolutely glow when I handed back a test and she had passed the test because she had studied or she had reviewed the work. Friends, she wound up being very successful that year and went on to have a successful career. The only thing that I gave her in that year beyond classroom instruction that all students were receiving was the perseverance to show up each morning in the cafeteria and sit down beside her and check to see if she had her homework, to make sure that she was equipped for the day. Now that day-after-day work, it was giving up some time that I could have spent in my classroom preparing the lesson or whatever, and so that meant I had to come in even earlier. But it was absolutely worth it. I've kept that note in my desk for 25 years, 
The reason is I want the reminder and I need the reminder that not every child comes from the same set of circumstances. Some children don't have parents who are pushing them to be successful. Some children have parents who give up on them very quickly. It also reminds me that perseverance not only sustains the light, but perseverance overcomes obstacles. Pele, the incredible soccer player, says success is no accident. It is hard work, perseverance, learning, studying, sacrifice, and most of all, love of what you're doing and learning to do. That quote really hits me. It's the love of what we're doing and learning to do. But more than that, it's hard work and it's perseverance to push through to the kind of success he had as a world-class athlete and we can have as world-class ed leaders. In the book, Talent is Never Enough, John Maxwell says perseverance is about finishing. Perseverance means succeeding because we're determined to, not destined to. Now, I really love that. Some may think that successful people had that as their destiny all along. And the truth is, that's not true at all. Successful people have worked hard and continued to work and continued to work beyond thinking that they were tired. American politician Newt Gingrich says perseverance is the hard work you do after you get tired of doing the hard work you already did. That's where that great success comes from. One of my favorite actresses and singers is Julie Andrews, and she said perseverance is failing 19 times and succeeding the 20th, continuing to push forward. Perseverance recognizes life is not a long race, but many short ones in succession. Yesterday, I may have had an incredible day, and things went perfectly well, and we really felt good at the end of the day for all that was accomplished. But this morning, if I don't wake up and go out and don't give as much of myself to today, I won't have the success I had yesterday. Life is that series of short races, and we have to continue to persevere in the work. You see, perseverance is needed to release most of life's rewards. They don't come easily. When we continue to work hard, when we continue to chip away, success is there for us and for our students. Perseverance means that we don't stop because we're tired, but we stop when the task is done. Robert Strauss said that success is a little like wrestling the gorilla. You don't quit when you're tired. You quit when the gorilla's tired. We keep working. We keep persevering. And there we find success. And there we find success for our students. Perseverance doesn't demand more than we have, but it does demand all that we have. We have to give our all in this work. It's tiring, yes. It beats upon us, yes. But every single one of our children are worthy of our very best efforts. They're worthy of us pushing through and doing hard work after we've done hard work. Perseverance sustains the light. My friends, in this pandemic, we have worked through a lot, and we have a lot more to work through. But I want you to know, I believe in you. I know that you will continue to work hard, that you will continue to persevere, because our children are worth it. My friends, keep shining the light. Thank you for listening to the Ed Leader Podcast.
please subscribe to the podcast and consider leaving a review with five stars on Apple Podcasts so that we may continue to grow the Ed Leader community. We hope that you have enjoyed your time with Dr. Jackson. Until next time.